There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Cold up and question of the week, Kaz. Dave, what's up? If Austin appearing at WrestleMania in Dallas was a eleven on a scale of one to ten, okay, okay. What is Austin at WrestleMania in Los Angeles going to rank? Ooh, ooh. Am I am I am I being a hater if it's an eight and a half? No, I'm saying it might not be as big. It (laughs) It might might not not be be, as big. You know. You always want the first time as an 11, and I think everybody's kind of expecting Dwayne to pull up too. So it's good. It's a 10 if they're both there. Oh, it's an eight and a half if it's just, I'm, I'm still gonna love it. Still gonna love it, but it definitely a solid eight and a half, which is nothing anyone should sneeze at for folks that are, uh, you know, and, and Brian Waters has a fun fact for us, uh, pr- producer assistant Brian Waters. What's the fun fact? Waiting for uh Krista is all rock. No. We gotta start the show. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion Mike Lawrence. Husky Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. 
And Yo. today, we have two very special guests on at the same time. It's yes. those wrestling girls, Krista and Patricia. Yay. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yes, yeah, so we are good. We are really happy to be here. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We're so happy to have you. Uh, I'm so. I, it took a week or two longer than we initially anticipated, but I'm glad that you're, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad to find out that Krista is 100% pro rock. And wait, Patricia, are you 100% stone cold? I see stone oh, cold over your shoulder. 100%. The <laughs> Dallas was oh like the best gosh. weekend of my life. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm insanely jealous that you guys got to experience that in, 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 in live and live in color. But I'm really happy you guys are here. Been following you guys for a long time. Got to kick it with y'all while in Mania. And uh, just love everything you guys have done for a, 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 a very specific uh, wrestling audience that needs that sort of voice. So, um, you know, those wrestling girls, if you haven't checked out their pod, checked out their work, they're two incredibly dope black women who love pro wrestling. And uh, we're happy to have you here, man. Let's let's get to it. It should be fun. So the big news this week, uh, outside of the hint that Stone Cold might keep coming back at WrestleMania every year, like, you know like he's the new undertaker or something is that uh last night aew tony khan well actually uh adam cole announced for tony khan that uh, they're doing a big forbidden door show with with new japan um i'm very excited for this but yes. there's a am i i mean i feel like we're just starting off in full hate mode we shouldn't be recording at oh, 10 a.m you know, oh, you know coming with some a little bit of no. sprinkle of hate not hate I, but I feel like that the more mainstream, the more, not mainstream, the more legit that AEW has gotten in my mind, the more I have to separate some things out from being like the fanboy things I'm really excited about and just right. like the good, like the good booking, this company's going to beat WWE one day stuff in my head. I feel like New Japan, the New Japan show at this point might be a little bit more on the, you know, this is for a smaller portion of the audience, although maybe that's the entire audience. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we all know about New Japan. Obviously, it means more now than it would have meant five years ago, even. I mean, definitely right. 10 years ago, because every single wrestling fan just like clicks a button and they can watch all the Ishii highlights that they want to watch. Um, but this isn't like this isn't the absolute peak of New Japan the past few years. It's more of just like a cool thing. It's more of a statement on behalf of the AEW. And then the, the card's gonna be cool, but it's not like I have to. It's, this is not Hogan Flair, right? Nah, to me, it, at this point in time, it, it definitely feels smells like a Tony Khan. Like I'm gonna put my nuts on the table moment, right? Absolutely, yeah. Which probably would, like you said, would have felt a lot more dope, or maybe three or four years ago when we didn't get to see Kenny Omega on primetime TV, didn't get to see uh, Okada's and all these type of people. Like it's, I mean. AEW is basically American New Japan, right? Like it, it's it's you know every once in a while you get some folks that'll pull up. So the fact that they're doing a full on pay per view uh, doesn't surprise me. I think it's going to be dope, and uh, I think it's I think after last the last few weeks, right? I think uh, you know WrestleMania just passed, and it's always been. And I hate doing the WWE versus AEW thing, but that's what we're gonna do today because it's always fun to talk about that. And uh, I, I kind of feel that what AEW has done and is gonna continue to do for the next several years is really just double down on the audience that they already have, right? Like I, I feel like yeah. just in the past several months, there's. Let's talk about the demos and demo gods and all that. Like yeah. the ratings talk is going away. Like NXT 2.0 is getting like a weird sort of resurgence right now. Yeah. Like 
It's, the tide uh, has definitely turned. The pendulum has kind of swung back, you know what I mean, the other way. There was a point where AEW could do no wrong, and yeah. everything they did was brand spanking new and, and, and groundbreaking and dope. And now it's just kind of like, not in a bad way though right i mean it's just more like we're like it like they sort of reached the point where they're there's not we don't need to talk about whether or not they're they're legit every week you know we don't we have to have those conversations they're listen the biggest thing that's happened to w or one of the biggest things i'll give stone cold steve austin his due one of the biggest things that's happened to wwe in the past couple months is that an AEW guy showed up right i mean Mm -hmm. that's that kind of tells you all you need to know for both both halves of that i think we're kind of kind of good good with that transaction right i mean no one no one's happy i'm sure tony khan's not excited to see people losing their mind at wwe because cody rhodes is there because you know at the end of the day cody left aew to go but it's certainly there's some built-in value right i mean like they can they can create or you know they can maintain whatever they can build a star like cody rhodes the point that wwe's like we gotta get that guy and the other big news this week by the way is that WWE's got interest in FTR. I think Sean Sapp broke that. And, you know, it turns out FTR's got a good, good year plus left on their deal. But I don't know. I mean, like, Krista, what do you think? Like, is it, do you think when you hear WWE, let's just pretend it's 100% true that WWE's out there, like, making moves, trying to get FTR back. Is that, should that be shocking? Or is that just, is that no. the way things are going to be? It's just how things is going to be. I feel like when they were in, WWE, you know, they had their run. They were amazing. They were tag team champions, I believe. And then you go to somewhere fresher and it's just like, it's that it's that thing where it's just like, I didn't treat you right when I had you the first time. Mm-hmm. So when I get you back, I'm going to treat you so much better. But then in pure WWE form, you do that and then they get buried and it was just like, hey, what was the point of leaving in the first place? Right. So it, it could be an up and down thing. Like, like you said, David, that they only have a year and some change left on their contract with AEW. They have to fight each other in this Owen Hart um, tournament next week. So we don't know. One might get signed, another one might not get signed. If you know how that goes, <laughs> you know we 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 never know. But I'm excited to see it. Just like see how it plays out. What do you yeah. think, Patricia? I think, see, I selfishly just think like the wrestling fan wins because then you can have like these amazing moments, like being there at the Cody moment at WrestleMania, like is one of those where they'd be like, oh my God, the roof was shaking. Like I could literally say like legit that that moment. So like the creation of AEW, like we get those moments. So when FTR does come back, it's going to be one of those same things. It's just going to build that, that momentum just to like, keep going. And I feel like we're going to see that happening because it's like the grass is green on the other side, but then they realize it's not. And then they're going to go right back to WWE like they always do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in, in the early stages of AEW's, AEW kind of owned the summer, right? Like with Absolutely. the punk signing and the Cole signing 100%. and all out. And I mean, all in, like it was, they owned the summer. You got to give them that. And it was a point where people were saying like, yeah, maybe uh, NXT black and gold was developmental for AEW. Now that that pendulum is swinging, AEW might be <laughs> might be the training ground <laughs> back to the main roster, right? To really, because I think yeah. Cody is such a great test subject for absolutely how this new age of wrestling free agency is going to work, right? Like just the thought that FTR as they're they're as hot as they've ever been. They've literally captured, I think, every single tag team championship that there is to have. Yeah. currently in professional wrestling. I think except like the Impact Tag Team titles or something. They've been SmackDown champs, 
Raw champs, NXT champs, AW champs, Ring of Honor. Uh, I, I get. I, I mean, I guess like New Japan or IWGP is like what's left, but they've done it all and they've raised their stock. Same thing that Cody Rhodes did, right? Like Cody Rhodes left with, you know, not a lot of fanfare and did what a lot of the top stars who leave WWE do. And that is just raised their profile to the point where That's they can the be best. undeniable. Right? It's true. Like, and I think what the thing, it's actually even more pertinent maybe for FTR because Cody's a character. Cody could, you know, Cody could have, you know, turned he on AEW and gotten and had a huge memorable moment that way. Part of the package deal with the bell to bell guys, you know, with the, with 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 wrestlers and teams like FTR who are about ring work is that like their hottest moments are going to be are are, are going to be moments like when they switch companies, right? Like FTR yeah. has had so many five star matches in AEW, but like their but the moments is like it's when they showed up. Maybe when they joined Pinnacle, that was a moment. You know, that was a thing for a minute. Aside, I mean, obviously there's huge applause there's huge you know it's very gratifying after the match but it's they're not character based in the sense that you know they can only fire telly blanchard so many times you know yeah and and honestly i think cody said something um in i think his variety interview that that kind of went under the rug that a lot of people didn't really bite and i think might be AEW's biggest Achilles heel when it comes to maintaining their biggest talent is that he said he wrestled everyone that he wanted to wrestle already Right, like that. Everybody there, like, how many times could you go up and down with Kenny or Jericho or the Bucks or all these guys? After a while, now watching Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens feels fresh. Watching mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes versus yeah. Seth Rollins feels fresh, right? Like all these things feel fresh. After a while, if everything you do on a pay per view is five stars and all the people that you wrestle are your boys and you've done it a million times, after a while you're gonna be like, you know what? It would be nice to see FTR versus Street Profits. It would be yeah. nice to see FDR in a new day oh, once again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would yeah. be nice. And I'm sure they think that way, too. Yeah, because, they have to. Yeah. As businessmen, they think, you know, if, if their price is going to rise and they do believe in their heart of hearts, they're the best tag team in the world. As a smart businessman, eventually you're going to at least have to give WWE the time of day. You're going to have to at least hear them out and see what they're going to do, especially with the way they're booking Cody and how they've really turned him into not turned him into anything i mean obviously you got to give him credit for everything all the work he's done uh on his own but wwe has made no bones about making him like top priority on monday night raw he is the show now mm-hmm. so i think everyone at aw is looking at that and be like okay okay all right this this they, they know what they're doing patricia okay, so- what, are your, what are your thoughts on on uh just sort of like the way free agency is gonna work with a lot of these AEW talents. Because right now is around the time where a lot of these contracts are going to be, have to start getting renegotiated and start having those talks again. What do you think about that? I feel like we're going to be surprised now because WWE is going to want to top all those moments of when the WWE talent debuted. So I feel Mm -hmm. like in a couple years when everybody starts coming back, like I'm like, I don't know if Moxley will ever come back, but like I said the same thing about Cody Rhodes. Right. So I, yeah, I know Chris, she's a shield mark. That's yo. All right. So but, but like this, all right. So let's, 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 let's change the conversation right there. If you had to put like a top five of people that you think would benefit the most from getting that Cody treatment from from going back to WWE. Who do you think it would be? I already know who my number one is, and it's pretty easy. You already mentioned it. I think I think Mox, yeah, the eventual so. Mox return and the reuniting of the Shield well, or something like that's WrestleMania 
assuming th- assuming there's no smoke to the I mean, there's no fire to the smoke of John Moxley is, is thinking about going back to WWE rumors that we hear like every day now. Right. Right. That just shows you how big of a deal that would be. That yeah. just like random bots on the internet are 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 like <laughs> Don't occupying say bots their now. Don't say no, bots. No, but, but no, no, but, but, that, but that like like That's any what like, accused of being. No, but that those rumors are coming out based on if those rumors are coming out based on nothing then that shows you how potent they are right Right. that people are like trying to like just get clicks you know just get a footprint or whatever who else i mean is it is moxley the number one person on the whole in the in the in in all of aew in terms of going back to potentially going back to wwe is he top of the list or just going to wwe going yeah or going at all right yeah what would be what would be y'all list and i'll put you on the spot and didn't ask you to make this before (laughs) the show but just off the top of your head what would you think um, for me, of course, it would be Moxley because Team Shield all day. Um, I, I want to say Andrade, but I feel like if Andrade was to go back, he would definitely be in the same spot that he was when he left because right. he is on such a, a, a high climb right now in AEW. And that match between him and Darby Allen, I watched it. It was like amazing. I don't mm-hmm. think they would ever given Andrade that spotlight in WWE. Mm-hmm. So Andrade is kind of a teetering factor for me. Um, I, I would love to see, you know, Undisputed Era kind of like go come back. back. I think so. I think so too. That would I, think... be, I would just want to be in a building when they come I, back. I, I, I would, would love to see that. Like, that go back. I would love to see Britt Brit Baker kind of jump ship. Mm-hmm. And go. Okay. Recently, Between, like Brit, Brit and Bianca, like right there, that right there in itself is just it just screams superstardom. It screams main event at, at all the big fours mm-hmm. or fives now. Um, <laughs> who yeah. else would I have? Would I like to see? I would say Miro. That that yeah. was my that was my next. I, I was a big Rusev fan, so I think him coming back would be dope. Yeah, he could bring Lana too. And by the way, all the talk, all the rumors that that kind of popped up this week about Miro being ready to go, waiting for creative—that's all true. I mean, I can I can confirm that it's been true for a minute. And mm. and, and Miro's like a really chill guy. I mean, I think I don't think that he's like love that guy. Yo. I think he's doing okay, doing whatever he's doing right now. But I know he's got a TV show he's in. He's who's filming the pilot for it. But like he's he. I mean, not he's not the star, but he's he's got a role in a in a new TV show. But the, but the uh, but he's. You know, he would be a great one. He's a guy that certainly proved himself. Andrade, as good last night, he he looked so good. One yeah. of the things that's consistently shocking to me about Andrade is that he's he's not being used as one of these workhorse guys. Like I honestly right. thought when he showed up, he was just going to be doing like what Punk is doing, just like at least every other week, just go out there and have a banger have because a he match. can do it. Yeah. And he's there, they're, and they're using him more as a character. I don't know, but he's but he's a you know he he would be. All of those guys that left, Man. I mean, they left for good reason and they could come back to, to you know, be on an even, on, obviously on a bigger level, just like Cody did. When I was at WWE for a bit, my favorite, the worst thing about working there was some of my favorite wrestlers, people that I'm as legit fans of, that I couldn't get on TV for reasons that were out of my control. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Andrade and Zelina were like, I'm looking at these two people, I'm like, how are... Put them on TV. Like, I'm, I'm pitching stuff every single week. And obviously, uh, one of the big drawbacks for Andrade was his ability to speak. You know, his English was still kind of rough. You know what I mean? And that's why he was paired with Selena. And I'm really thinking that he went to AEW with the assumption of, 
I'm going to go and get my character work up. So even if my English never gets to the point where like I'm, I'm Kevin Owens and I can just speak a million different languages so fluently, um, his character work is strong enough that it'll carry him through. And I think that's what's been going on right now. I think the stuff he's done with the Hardy family has been, you know, a, a lot better, you know. And I think the less that he has to rely on a, a, a translator or a speaker or somebody to kind of talk for him, I think the higher he gets because he's he, he checks off all the boxes, right? Like, he comes from a wrestling family. He's a great-looking dude, big dude, could work his ass off. Like, he's Latin. He covers a market that is huge for professional wrestling. Yep. And, you know, I think I think everybody that I talk to back there loves the guy. Like, he's an incredible talent. And, like, he just, you know, from, from Triple H on down, it was all huge, huge, huge on Andrade and still probably are, you know? So I think he's up there. I think you can't count out, like, and of course we could all probably be getting worked. But, like, you can't count out the possibility of MJF in WWE one day. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, I would love I Wait, think... both. <laughs> Patricia is doing. Patricia is doing that. that I'm so excited. Exactly. Hand gesture. <laughs> and Chris is shaking her head like this is madness. So wait, that wait, Chris... look exactly is Chris... why I think you know you can't discount it. I think he is somebody who WWE's had their eye on for a long time, even before he's kind of gotten that rise. And the fact that he works every media opportunity, he always talks up WWE. Yeah. And he's in the same position of. Dude, by the end of this year, if he's not world champion, he's already fought everyone. He's already done everything since he's jumped in there. It would not surprise me if Vince backed up the brakes truck for that guy because 100%. he is he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, if you want to take a pillar, if there's a pillar to take from one of those guys, mm -hmm. he's the one to take. He's yeah. the one to throw the bank at. Yeah. He's somebody you could, like, give the mic to and he could do his thing. He could open a raw. Yeah, he'll be, and he'll work the crowd. That's true. He'll be fine. Like that's he's honestly more WWE material than like I realize now that I think about it. It's true. Yeah. Wait, everybody, Krista, what are you? Chris is shaking her head. What do you? Yeah, Chris, please. Think? Okay, so me and P go through these debates all the time, <laughs> and I don't. It's not that I don't want MJF to go to WWE, but I feel like if they go, if he was to go to WWE, and this is just my opinion. He's like a mini Miz, like the beggar, the the person like I need the attention. And, you know, when he came up with when Miz started to dress up nicely and this designer, this and designer that we already know MJF is known for his scarves and whatever. I just feel like WWE will look at it in good old Vince fashion, like, oh, we can put you with this because you kind of resonate with him and then let a story build that way. And then let a massive hill turn happen. And that's what I don't want to happen because MJF has this light where yeah. we already know how he can work a crowd. We already know how he's very, he can antagonize the heck out he, of somebody. He would definitely and, need like a little bit of freedom. That's why I right. think he's doing a good job of like proving himself to where like I would trust that he would be able to mix. Like kind of like Miz and like Chris Jericho where it's just like they're going to, Kevin Owens, like they're going to know how to like make things work. They They just need the space to do it. <clears throat> okay, yeah. let me ask, though. Let me jump in here. I know that we've been down this road before, but I just want to get everybody on the record. If WWE has one Brinks truck, there's only one truck available, and you have MJF standing here and Wardlow standing here, where do they back the truck up to? Boop, boop, 
<laughs> it's going to be full of Burberry scarves and money. Because they're going to MJF. Yes, 1,000%. That's 1, hard, but I would have to say MJF too, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, the, what's really sold me on him is, like, anytime I talk about the possibility of MJF and WWE, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's too PG for him. Like, you won't be able to really be him. But it's like, yo, if you watch his interviews when, it, like, he's he's doing, like, stuff for for for, for <laughs> Barstool or, or Complex or, like, any of these other, you know, interviews with other people, like, he can carry himself without necessarily being, like, super-duper vulgar mm-hmm. and still get himself over and still come off, like, as a chicken shit heel, you know? And, um... It's a real talent that he has, man, and it's off the cuff, and he's very, very sharp, and uh, he's very, very thoughtful. And I think what really, to me, put him in uh, over the top as far as like the top dudes in W in, in AEW was that feud with CM Punk because it showed his range. It showed like, yo, this dude could get cheered, this dude could get booed, he can give you some real shit, he can give you like some actual real deal storytelling which is what i've always said has been aw's achilles heel they are they are banger they are a banger factory right like turn it on you're gonna see a banger 1000 percent. like can't you can't escape it but the actual true storytelling i think what the elite do is really good and mjf's work is always really good storytelling throughout so I don't see I don't see the Young Bucks or anybody. I think the Young Bucks and, and Omega and those guys, the original elite, I think they're like kind of go down with the ship if that was the case. I don't think I don't ever see them sort of leaving. But MJF, he is he's gonna he's gonna command a lot of money in 2023. I'll put it that way. As as he should. As he yeah. should. Yep. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the MJF stuff, and again, who knows how much of it's real, but, you know, MJF being out, uh, getting out there and doing all these interviews and all the rumors about him being underpaid and whatever. He is under, whatever they are paying him, he is underpaid because he, well, we, sh- he should be dressing like the Miz and Cody we talk about Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Kaz and I talk about, you know, the real sports, you know, the the free agency aspects of, of wrestling and, and how people are more and more interested in that. If there's any, if you need any proof, just go, you know, look at Sean Sapp or whoever's Twitter account and how much attraction they're getting talking about contracts. But it is interesting because there's a lot of real sports parallels to this, right? I mean, it's like, it's possible, like... Sure, MJF signed a contract, and at the end of the contract, he's going to get paid. But there's, you know, we got another year, at least a year of time in which he could potentially become aggrieved enough with the way he's being treated contractually or whatever that that might make the deal for him, right? I mean, that might make his decision, you know, pretty straightforward when he becomes a free agent. There's a lot of, it's not, it's not ridiculous, especially for someone who's, you know part owner or who's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars to look at yeah. somebody saying I need more money and say well if I don't pay him now then what's going to happen you know like what like it's it's th- these it's real stuff and with yeah. a star like him on the one hand you could say well I can't if I if I just tear up every if I tear up his contract and tra- and pay him more money I got to do it for everybody well then All you right. can also say well if I treat him if I if he's unhappy then what does that say to everybody else and never you know? underest- never underestimate like the he has to be unhappy thing to leave right like we had Brian Danielson on the show and he was not unhappy in WWE. He just felt like, you know, I got to do some other shit. He needed you know, that like, freshness. Just, yeah, he just wanted to go and bleed and beat people up. And, like, he wants it to, like, get violent again. And, like, that's the biggest reason why he wants it to leave. You know, I don't think he had any unhappiness with WWE. He, said, he seemed like he was pretty content there. And I think 
MJF might find himself in a situation. I think obviously they're going to put him and, and prioritize him for the yeah. next, you know, several years until his contract is up because not only is he talented, but you want to retain the guy. But if I'm MJF, no matter how good they treat you, there is absolutely nothing like that WWE, you know, spotlight in that stage. Like, say what you want about how they book shows. Say what you want about Raw and SmackDown being up and down and NXT and all this other stuff. If you learned anything from WrestleMania week, that stage is one of a kind. And when you are on it, as much as AEW is cracking and has buzz and it's it's the shiny new toy, there is nothing like that stage. And maybe that's something that he really wants to crave. And if he wants to be that new Ric Flair, he wants to be that that heel of heels of his generation, he's got to at least dip his toe in WWE yeah. for at least a, for a little bit. He's mm-hmm. young enough. He's young enough to dip it and then go back as well. That's another yeah. thing we yeah. got to keep in, in mind. So, And he's too talented to be, you know, black li- blackballed or whatever by anybody. He's not going to like make a decision and then his sure. career is, you know, he has to, at the end of the contract, his career is over. He's right. He's got too much going on. By the way, no one mentioned Brian Danielson in the conversation about who's going to jump ship. And by the, and, and I can tell you this, this is not based on reporting, but I guarantee Brian Danielson will be back in WWE someday. Now, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the end of this contract, or maybe he's doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin run at WrestleMania 40 or whatever, but like he, but he, he will be back there. He and Vince McMahon are like, you know, like soulmates in a lot of strange ways. And they, like, he's going to do that. He's having a lot of fun now, man. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you, what like as far as like moments that weren't you know gigantic gigantic pre-planned moments seeing the whole blackpool combat club beating up their dudes in the ring at the same time last night was like such a personal pop for me i know it was a moment i know they did that on purpose to get a reaction but i was just like i was i was losing it man i mean that what yeah. a what a cool what a just cool thing they get to do man i mean and this is it when you can get when you can take headliners and put them in a team and have it be more than the sum of its parts, have it feel feel, feel really special. I mean, you see a little bit of this with rated RKO. I mean, sorry, with um, with RK Bro, mm-hmm. because uh, you know they're basically that they were like headlining SmackDown. That's not even their show, right? I mean, they're like as a unit, they're like the top baby face in the company, you know. And and but man, the Blackpool Combat Club is just so cool. I like, I can't. It's just what a what a good what a what a, just a good smart move. By AW to that, but anyway, yeah, Danielson will be back. I mean, he's 100. So, yeah, I, I believe so. so. I believe he'll be back. Um, as Cass said, he just wants that new, that freshness, he wants it to be more dangerous. And I can kind of agree, group and attitude ever. That's all like you kind of saw. You saw the blood, you saw the dangers of you know being hit in the head with a chair. We've seen mankind almost fall to his death. It's, it was just the, the excitement, and AW kind of brings that out but i feel like once you know he's done doing that and all like he's gonna come back to to wwe you're right Danielson, very very sick man he could have a very sick man he's (laughs) he's a nice guy he's a vegan but that dude could have looked very comfortably just doing yes chance and selling t-shirts for the rest of his life he's like nope i want to go bleed somewhere (laughs) and part of the issue with wwe i'm sure this has been reported or we talked about it whatever part of the issue is that is that this that was the conversation either like implicitly or explicitly like vince i don't think i think it got to a point where vince was like i love you too much to see you risk your life in my ring and and it became and that ended up being the reason why he left and and, but then at some point that's going to be the reason why he goes back because we're not talking about like the conversation just becomes a different thing maybe he'll come back and wrestle 
twice a week, you know, three times a week for WWE. But but like when they think about returning, and this is what this is. A, there's a version of this for everybody. When you think about switching companies, you're thinking about the WrestleMania moment on both right. sides. Right. Vince isn't thinking about oh, but can I really? Am I really going to be able to stomach all this? You know, regular work. No, he's thinking about the big pop, and so is. Danielson, although Danielson, I think, probably has a pretty good idea of how that feels and can measure that, you know, just like, you know, correctly. But all of these guys, MJF, Wardlow, Moxley, like everybody's going to be thinking, dang, just how cool will it be? Like that I, moment in so time. so exciting. I also feel like because we're, we're talking about that, that WrestleMania pop, those moments, I don't, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Samoa Joe has ever had that moment. Mm. And he's another one that, you know, he was injured a lot. Like he was injured back to back and he was sidelined and he was in WWE. He was in a part of the announcement table. I mean, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then he was let go. And it was similar to, you know, we don't want to see you hurt to where you can never do this again. But now he's in AEW dancing to all the hip hop music you can can think of (laughs) and, and everything else. And That's it's just Joe like, I know. <laughs> it, right. And it's like, do you really want him to injure himself to where he can't do it again to jump, to go back to WWE to have that WrestleMania pop moment? Because I don't think I've ever seen him have feel, like know what that feels like. Yeah, he had that he had that quick match, I think, against Rey Mysterio a few years ago in, in WrestleMania. And I think if I remember correctly, it was like a minute or two minutes mm-hmm. old. It was like a, it was it was like like a, a squash, squash smash. Or something. Squash yeah. match. But it Joe. Was, if Joe if Joe had gotten the AJ Styles debut, it would have been a different story. Obviously, his injuries and stuff, whatever. And but I think but but he became almost too good of a hand, you know, but kept like coming up from NXT. He like emerged as a great talker. He could kind of get anybody over. He kind of he was just like for, from from WWE's perspective, now I'm not talking about my perspective. For WWE's perspective, it felt like he was like, like second tier Kevin Owens, right? He can he's a plug and play right. he's a plug and play pseudo main eventer. That's it, and and they just sort of misses the point of how just vital and awesome and whatever else he can be. If he can go show that, then of course, like you'd want you you want him back. And if he gets that giant moment, that big pop, that changes history. You know, I agree. I agree. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. (laughs) <laughs> the moral of the story is that Stone Cold Steve Austin is better than The Rock. I think that's what we're all getting to. Yes, that is absolutely 100% true. I, I, I was watching. I did you guys watch disagree. the X? I know. See, you, David, I actually liked you for a minute. <laughs> did you, Kaz, I mean, do you guys watch the XFL announcement? You know, they're out here doing 
the rock and, and Danny right here doing all this press to try to like steal the thunder of the USFL and like tell everybody we're coming next year. I got to tell you, we saw him at WrestleMania. This is a specific moment in time, but they did that little two, two header interview, whatever. And that was the first time I was looking at the rock, just staring at him on TV. And I was thinking he might be a little bit too old for this next year. Like I obviously Maybe. he'll be in ridiculous shape, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, how, how stoked are we going to get? For I mean, I'm stoked for him to show up. If he wants to come do what Stone Cold Steve Austin did, please sign me up a million times yeah. out of a million. But if Roman Reigns holds the title for another year without losing, is there really going to be drama? Are we really going to be like, yeah, thank God that they told that story in, so that the rock, so that this old man can come back and beat him? Is that absolutely? Worth it? I was okay, so glad yeah. you said absolutely. that, Shaker, because like, it's absolutely, the rock. yeah, it's the absolutely. rock. See, I don't think. So here's my thing, right? I'm huge Samoan family, everything. As you can see, Rock is above me. Roman, I have I got, I got Rock's Roman. belt behind me right there. Right. <laughs> so it wouldn't even necessarily, the, the championship is like the icing on the cake, right? But it wouldn't necessarily be championship, for championship-wise or whatever. It's just, you see the fans coming together because you saw Rock rescue Roman at um, Royal Rumble in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then you see how Roman just rose up to this great tribal chief character. And he's talking all this mess and it's only me and da 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 But there's, then, now you have to think like, yo, there's one person above you mm-hmm. before you can actually claim the stake of being mm-hmm. the head of the table, the actual tribal chief. Because, you know, we had High, high Chief Peter Maivia and mm-hmm. then we had Rocky Johnson and now we have The Rock. And now, you know, so it was like, you have to go, you have to beat that one person who's really the only one that's standing in your way. You can knock down everybody else. You can lock, knock down Lesnar, Goldberg, Owens, Rollins, whoever. You can even knock down your own cousins. <laughs> but The Rock is is where, where you stop at. Like, Rock yeah. doesn't even have to win. Like, they can put on the okay, best match then, ever. Yeah. Rock doesn't even have to win as long as he's there fighting for what he's fighting for and that they know like, okay, Roman is the actual tribal chief. Like he's literally passing the torch on to him because we know the rock is Hollywood. We know realistically as a rock fan, like we know he's going to come back. Right. That's it. That's it. Like he's going to come back. He's going to come back, pass that torch off. Everybody's going to have a big pop. If he makes another surprise appearance for whatever day, cool. But we know all actually that. Roman Reigns is going to carry this family lineage until somebody else comes up and do it, but he has to. So here's beat, here's my thing: the person in front of him, as as our as our resident rock enthusiast. Okay, uh, so I like that. Put that on my resume. Yeah, put that in there, Krista. Um, I'm I'm starting to think if the Rock does come back, and if you're starting to listen to how Roman's getting received in the crowd. Uh-oh. Roman might be a baby face by the time him and Rock show up. And at that time, maybe... Wait, no, know. there is... I don't know if this counts as a spoiler. There, uh-huh. there, rumors came out that he worked. He was working the house shows this past weekend. He was, he was working, working baby. baby. He was yeah. working baby, yeah, yeah. He cut yeah. his um heel promo and he he cut his heel character and then cut a baby face promo. I saw. Yeah. I'm like, Roman, what are you doing? What's I'm, happening? I'm, t- I'm telling you, I think, you know, you listen to that crowd. When he t- I said this last year. Once he started doing the fill in the city here, acknowledge uh-huh. me. I'm uh-huh. like, that's it. It's over. Like that's once, it. once WrestleMania comes back, like, <laughs> but see, that's that's what by the way, scares me because 
we all know how Roman was on the mic before. Right. As a baby face, like in shield and then, you know, beating up vents and all that. And it scared me because he wasn't that great. Right. You get right. heel Roman. It's corny. Tribal chief Roman. And he's like the best thing ever to grab a microphone. Well, and like yeah, all his anger and thing. all that. So my thing is that like, what do you want to say as a baby face again? But you know, go back to is it like two different characters? Like baby nah. face, baby no, face promos like, is whack. But heel promos is lit. Like that's what I'm worried about. No, I think that's the, the 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 thing is that Roman's character now he doesn't have to change. We like him that much. Like Stone Cold didn't have to change his character. Right. You right. know, it was like we now yeah. just like mm-hmm. we he just has to focus you. his attention. Like, he just has right. to focus. He could be the same exact person. The Rock did the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. The Rock went from playing ass Rocky Mavia mm-hmm. to. Being the, the jerk, the rock, just running down everybody. He was so good at it until we started cheering him. And he didn't change at all. He just changed his, yeah. his target. He stopped saying, he the same this thing. is not sing along with the champ, or this is not sing along with the rock, right? That <laughs> right. was to say, he, he would like, he cut off the crowd when he was playing heel. And the rock, I mean, in, in Roman's, Roman's the reverse, right? No one's like singing along with Roman Reigns. It's more, it's, it's not they're, like. It's starting to. It's no, happening. I, yeah, no, they, they are, but it's not, it's not call and respond. I mean, it's not the same thing. It's not, the, it's not like the same presentation. He's, he's mm. a, the rock is, was more of a, I mean, a conventional baby face, even when he was a heel, because he was just so funny and so like expansive and. Roman's got to figure out how to, I mean, you guys said it right. He's got to just figure out how much he has to change. He has to change a little bit, right? Yeah, He's got to he stop. Yeah. But I think if I think if him and Rocky face off at Los Angeles, I think it's the culmination of this like four year long story they've told of him being the head of the table, right? Like they're going to beat it into your head for the past four years. All in the while, in the back of your mind, you really know who's the true head of the table in the right. family. And if The Rock comes in and puts his nuts on the table, like, listen, I got this XFL thing. I'm bigger than God. I got more money than mm-hmm. I know what to do with. Like, I'm the true head of the table. But I and feel if like if, really... they, they, if they executed this right, right? And this is why I just want to write at least this. I want to create this one match. Like, if I can be in WWE for WrestleMania just to create this one match, I will go back all the way to 2015 right. from when when. Big Show and Kane was beating on Roman. Yes. Rock music comes out. He rescues um, he rescues Roman, Stephanie and Triple H, like, what are you doing? This, that, that. I will go back from there. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. it so that they both can be rock and of course, you always have to have a face, you always have to have a heel. Mm-hmm. But make it to where their battles may, you don't know which one is your heel and you don't know which one is your face. Because right. after that. They did the whole John Cena Roman thing and Roman was sticking up for rock. Like, but you called out my cousin, but you're doing the exact same thing. Mm. I'm on this show carrying every night. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then just build. And like you said, Kaz, now have the rocks outside stuff. Oh, I put him in a movie with me. He comes back and this is what he does. I'm out here making all of this money. He comes back and this is what he does. Which I put, him in, up, I, I put him in the young rock as a little kid. I put him <laughs> in the young rock. I alluded to this. I'm the head of, I, you know, and then it builds up that anger and frustration and tribal chief Roman. So oh, that yeah. one, the fans don't know who's going to be their heel in their face. Two, it's great storytelling to it where is. we have this massive, big mania moment at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. And it's just like claiming the sticks. Even when the Wild Samoans came out after he beat I can never get the Usos. 
One of his uh, cousins. Main event J. Main event J. Right. Main and event and they put the, the, the lay on him to make him like it, all of that has to culminate into this big sure. one story. Yeah. And it's just going to explode. I it's think, just going to be magical from there. I think the eventual Roman versus Rock match will is going to be the catapult to Roman. Enjoy him. Oh. Enjoy him now, bro. Like, yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> the, you're right. Now. You're absolutely right. This is but this is this is so much tied up in this one. Yeah. Hey, listen, if we're talking about two full time performers, if the Rock actually get you know wanted to give it some real time. Then yeah, how great would it be if The Rock ends up getting the whole family on his side, and then mm-hmm. Roman's out there on his own, and Roman can end up winning, and w- but then he's sort of he it can be a solo act moving forward. Doesn't have to be, you know, he's he's the he's the head of the table, but fuck the table, you know, I got my own house now. But right. the, but uh, but there's so much tied up in this. One, you're right. If this is a soup, if this is as successful as it could be. Then that's it. <laughs> we're putting we we're gonna, the rock's gonna lie down for Roman Reigns so that Roman Reigns can be the next rock and say goodbye to everybody. I mean, that's yeah. why, but but even before yeah. we get there, when we get to crate, fast, fast and the furious 40, when we got Roman Reigns, when we got Roman Reigns playing yeah. Rock's character and all that. I'm telling you, like, do you see that? Do you see that, that that Vin Diesel officially revealed the title? The the new movie's Fast, fast X, like they're fully, 10. yeah, they're get fully it? taking WWE X naming conventions Whoa. for this stuff, but. Here's what I want to say, because, Christy, you're right. There's so much backstory to it. But where does the backstory go at the the very back end of it? It's when you said it, when The Rock came out to bail out Roman Reigns to try to get Roman Reigns over and got booed. They both got booed. And The Rock's eyebrow meant something for the first (laughs) time in his entire career. He was like, what the hell is happening right now? And That's only because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win, and no, Daniel Bryan got eliminated really I know, early. Fans. But that, but but that uncertainty is—I mm-hmm. mean—it has to be in the back of the Rock's mind, right? Because he could come back, and they could script this whole thing out, and it could be a thing of beauty. I mean, The Rock was also there wrestling Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania when the when the crowd switched them, turned them both during the course of the match. Mm-hmm. Is The Rock willing to risk? Walking out of WrestleMania 39 as the heel and as the losing heel mm. in this so. thing, I, I think, think he so. should because he's, he's not. He's you have XFL, you have Young Rock, you have whatever he's doing on Instagram and um, I, like everything else he has going on. So why would he jeopardize that to come back, quote unquote, full time to do nothing with? Like he, we don't need him to be another Brock Lesnar where he's carrying the, the, the belt and he's not even here to, to defend it. So let him go out as the losing heel. Let him go out, you know, because either way, The Rock is always going to be over. Yeah. He's right. The Rock. I think, you know, if anybody knows how cool it is to be the heel, it's The Rock. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think, you know, now we're in an era where I think he saw, I mean, obviously he's forgotten more about wrestling than I've ever learned. But like, it was really the heels that, you know, kind of stole the show last year. I mean, he saw Jake, what Jake uh, Logan Paul did, and mm-hmm. and you know uh, Seth, and and even Roman for to a certain extent. Like, I think the whole story of him being the true tribal chief and in the Samoan, you know, legacy and and history. Once the true tribal chief walks in, and like Jimmy, Jay, Paul, they all just kind of say, "Well, he's." He's the actual head of the table. We kind of got to leave you, Roman. Now you're just like, God damn, all right. Well, Roman is a sympathetic figure. You know what I'm saying? And like he's telling, you know, the cities to acknowledge him, even though his family and Paul and they were they're over the rest of the Simone family don't acknowledge him anymore because Rock's back. Like there's a real compelling mm-hmm. storytelling that could be told there. 
while you have while you keep Roman as you know this top guy still as the champion still as all this so I mean again all speculation speculation I really want to write this story out I promise you I really want to write this story out nobody can translate it better than me I promise you nobody can translate it better than me write it I'm definitely going to write it. I'm definitely going to write We're it. We're going to start a whole whoever. fantasy booking vertical <laughs> on the ringer.com just to accommodate yes. this stuff. It's great. I think it's, Get I think you're pen. right. I think uh, there's so much good stuff. There's so, there's so much stuff there. Mm-hmm. I just, my concern at the end of the day is just like, is it actually too big of a match for WWE to waste time with nuance? And I don't mean waste time. Like I think it's a waste. I just think that like when the rock shows up, they're just going to say, like all we got to do is just have these guys face off and then take them off TV. Oh, cut it, cut a couple of do the rock scene thing. We're cutting promos in the bleachers of empty arenas <laughs> and like that, Listen. and then like they'll just show up and it'll be a big thing. I mean, think about how much WWE left up till the last minute at WrestleMania. I was about right? to say like the lead up to WrestleMania was very very underwhelming, right? Right. Because like, Stone Cold we just kind of came out and was like, "I'm challenging you on Stone Cold Steve Austin but, to come to the, my show." The worst, the best and worst part about it was that it worked. Yes. Is, that we, is that they sold the place out yep. or whatever? You know, they they filled the Undersell, they filled the arena up two nights, deliver. <laughs> and we both and, and we all walked out saying, "Wow, that was the best!" I guarantee. Next year, we're not even gonna have a card. They're just gonna, <laughs> they're just gonna be like, show up, see some matches. Show up at 7 There's PM, gonna be right? some surprises. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> gonna be some stuff. We don't have the card. That should be the whole lead up to WrestleMania. We don't know. Nobody has a match. Nobody, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. We have no Royal Rumble winner, no champions. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Just show up and watch. And guess what? SoFi Stadium will be sold out to the brim. Oh my God. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Guys, we have other stuff we have to talk about. Uh, let's, let me run through this list because I, I want to get everybody's take. Um, Patricia, Chris, actually, Patricia, what, what do we think about, about the Rhea Ripley turning heel on Liv Morgan? I think it was too soon. Mm-hmm. I think people started to enjoy them as a tag team like way more than anyone expected because at Mania, I don't know if you agree, Krista, but the crowd was very much behind Liv and Rhea to win the championships where I wouldn't have been surprised if they won. So I think they could have like let them breathe as a champion, like, you know, team before they turn hill because we also just seen like Rhea's tag team partner just turn hill on her. So it seems very like lazy, <laughs> um, but, um, but I'm into it. 
I'm also very into Rhea Ripley. So I'm like, I, I think we all are. I think we all yeah. are. Yeah. And I was really into Rhea and Liv as a team too. Like, I think at one point I was like, are they just going to like make out one day? Like, me they're too. Really and I was like, is that just me or do I want that to happen? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like them too. And like Sony Deville. All the above, just, I think. It's just a lot of like, it's a lot yeah. of feminine, strong energy. I'm yes. just like, what, what am I feeling on my chest Wait, right now? Me, every time they're here. Uh, this is a, this but, is a related, related question. Krista, let me hit, let me hit you with this. They we saw Sasha Banks and Naomi looking like a real team for maybe the first time. I mean, even though they're the tag team champions, this is a very this is like a real inside baseball thing. But we have this like WWE superstar ranking thing that we run on the Ringer. It's like it's a cool site. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But the, but the w one of the backstage you know background conversations that we're having is just like oh crap, we got to start. We have to we have to count Sasha as a tag team competitor now because even at WrestleMania when she was in the team, I was like, no, we count her as a single because that's this team is not a real team. It's just a it's a WrestleMania moment team. Like, and then now I'm like, wow, this is they're a legitimate yeah. team. How, Krista, how how legit is this team? No pun intended. And and do we is this like are are we do we have to take them seriously as like a permanent thing? It's the reincarnation of Team Bad. Yeah, Team Bad is definitely a tag team. Um, I don't think they're going by Team Bad now because you know Tamina's not in there. I think it's like something Boston Glow. Or well, they had they had a nice they had a nice they had a, uh, right, reunion Tamina at the wedding. Tamina, nice. Tamina had a they had a nice team barrying, but yes, we definitely have to consider um, Naomi and Sasha as a tag team. They work well together. I'm glad that we have it this time because the first time it was also kind of short lived. The first time you knew that they their call ups wasn't gonna remain in tag teams. Those were the three stars. Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha were the three stars of, of their teams. And you already knew that Sasha, Sasha was already getting into conflict with Naomi and Tamina during the first round and the first run. And it was very early and very premature, but we already knew that it was going to break out. Now that Sasha already has gotten, has been dipped in this pool of everything, we can actually sit back and enjoy her being a tag team with Naomi. It was great with Bailey because, you know, they're best friends in real life and stuff like that. But fans want to see the reincarnation of Team Bad. So I'm definitely considering them a tag team. Quick aside for the Team Bad reunion. Uh, that wedding ceremony <laughs> on Raw... <laughs> Way more entertaining than it had any right being. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, 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 like my inside, like my chest gets tight when I see like wedding ceremony <laughs> or like any of these wacky sort of things uh, coming up on Raw. Because I'm like, okay, there's, there's, there's only a few ways that this can go good. But for, I mean, God bless our truth and his, un, <laughs> yes. you know, the, the immortal our truth yes. and the, his his ever effervescent. Uh, youthful energy that he seems to never lose, even though know, he's 50 years old. He needs uh, to teach me. He, yeah, right? You know Black don't Seriously. crack. And <laughs> with him, I, it was, I'm not going to say it was like the segment of the year or anything like that, but like, it was definitely a lot more entertaining than I thought it was yeah. going to be <laughs> going in mm -hmm. there. I was just like, Same. you know what? God bless our truth for getting like a kid. Like, like think of think of like a guy like Akira Tozawa who was probably just going to toil away on two hundred five live, and just take like a bunch of bumps and all this type of stuff. And now everybody knows him for a wedding segment. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's that's why sometimes I'm like, you know what? Not everybody wants to go out there and throw five star bangers every right. single night. Okay, like sometimes people want to just go out there and just entertain and make you people need the laugh. entertainment that's what part. Makes of wrestling it. Is so cool though, because yes. that, 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 that there's a place for that. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you say everybody knows him for his wedding segment. Segment was well, his accountant knows him as the guy who brings in all the money and drops it off in bags. So like, there you know, you go. it, it goes either way. You know, I mean, there's people have different priorities in life and you got to respect that. I mean, that's a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, so uh, Bianca Belair was fined a dollar uh, for <laughs> attempting to KOD Sonya Deville. I mean, I feel like Sonya Deville just has like this incredible amount of goodwill built up from... The, the the hype she had at the very beginning to her time mm-hmm. off all the personal all this the tragic stuff that happened to her and then her comeback her character work's been incredible we've all and and we've been waiting for her to jump into the ring like people were waiting okay. for CM Punk to come back in the Royal Rumble for all those years like it was just <laughs> like people are so amped up for it um how excited should we actually be for this match? It's not going to happen on Raw next week, though I guess it could be just teeing up a, a backlash match. What, what, what are your guys' expectations for that? I'm not excited for it because I feel I like she's going to... It's not going to be a match. That's how I feel. On Raw. On Raw. It's not going to be a match for me. It's going... Although, hey, I can take your title. That, like, she's using her, her authoritative side to manipulate the situation. And I feel like she's going to kind of do the same thing that she did with Naomi before Naomi started to get help from Ronda, before she started to get help from um, Zia Lee and stuff. Like, I don't think it's going to be a full-on, full-on match until Adam Pierce or even Stephanie herself, which she needs to come back, um, says something to Sonya Deville about it for it to be an actual match between Bianca and Sonya. And once that is said, then I would be all the way excited for it. But yeah. right now, I don't... I have to see it to believe it for Monday Night Raw, and I don't think it's going to go down like that on Raw. Yeah, I think they're probably gonna she's gonna pull do all that bullshit, and then it'll be a match. But I'm excited for it because Sonya Deville's been asking for it for so long, and then Bianca being the biggest baby face in the women's division, she has to be the one to beat the shit out of Sonya. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, she you has, can curse. You, you're free. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, when yes. it's justified, that's fine. Um, yeah, I um, agree. I guess it, it has a little bit of a whiff of well Kaz you jump in it has a little bit of a whiff of Daniel Bryan winning the title and feuding with Kane like they just sort of do the second the second like the first feud coming out of the big win sometimes is just a real like treading water sort of thing which I which I know as I'm saying this it does not give Sony Deville enough credit for what she could conceivably do but I just think it, that's the way that it's being booked a little bit um I don't know Kaz what do you think yeah I think it's safe I think it's a safe choice I think uh you mentioned the Daniel Bryan Kane storyline after he won at WrestleMania 30, and that kind of made sense because Daniel, the whole story for Daniel Bryan was like, he's not the conventional champion, and he wasn't supposed to be here, and he went through like three world champions to do this, and the whole authority thing and whatnot. Kind of weird making like Bianca Belair like this anti-establishment thing where she's literally like the blueprint of what we want all women's wrestling to be, right? right. Like, just like, it's like, so you mean to tell me like the powers that be don't want Bianca Belair as a world cha- Like, why? What? That doesn't make sense. Like, so I, I think, you know, hopefully they're going to make it where, you know, maybe Sonya starts to ease her way out of being an authority figure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm back. It's like a full-time competitor. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she gets like demoted or something. Like, they've got to work something out because we're talking about real. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the real sports parallel. If you don't coddle the star as the GM, you get fired, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what one thousand percent. She should be looking out for. You should be. You should be worshiping the feet that Bianca walks on. If you're a GM and that's your champion, right? In real life, if I'm if I'm taking on putting on my kayfabe hat, right? But it's just like it's weird to put her in a in a like 
I'm going against authority thing because it's like she's she's perfect. It's like she's the perfect woman wrestler, bro. Like there's nothing there's uh, nothing on Bianca's box that she doesn't check. Uh, any any list that she doesn't check off a box on, right? Like she is the EST of WWE? She's the yeah, EST, she right? Like, the, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I get it. I see where The anti-authority going. thing, on the one hand, can feel like it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense or whatever, but when, but, and sometimes they go back to the well too many times, you know, yes. on these gimmicks, but you, but you, there is a positive reading of this, which is we, WWE saying, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure this works. And we're going to go back. We're going to, we're going to try to run Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're going to mm-hmm. try to run Daniel Bryant. We're going to do all the, the stuff the Playing the hits <laughs> and just, you know, and, and give her that opportunity. I mean, whatever, obviously, I think there at least it shows some some self-awareness that whatever they did last time didn't work, right? Or at least, I mean, that's nobody's fault. Well, not Bianca's fault, obviously, but like whatever they tried last time, we got to try some other stuff. We got to make sure that like everybody in-house knows this is real and everybody in the world gets the, gets the message. This mm-hmm. is the biggest thing in the cup. Well, speaking of playing the hits... That, that was, was such a segue. Speaking Oof. of playing the hits, Oof, look at that. Seeing Gross. stuff we've seen before, uh, Brian wanted to make sure we pointed out that Austin Theory got the Bret Hart treatment this week. He beat <laughs> Finn Balor. By the way, I spoke so confidently about WWE's, WWE's Finn Balor confidence, mm. WWE's plans for Finn Balor. So Whoa. Austin Theory beats <laughs> Finn Balor and gets the, the reverse Bret Hart. All the heels come out and carry him off. I'm glad that this happened because I have something, I've been thinking about this for like a month, like making jokes to people and stuff. There is no greater show. I mean, if if Bianca running the anti-establishment gimmick should be taken as proof that WWE has confidence in her, there is nothing in the history of wrestling that shows lack of confidence in a wrestler like them sending the locker room out to celebrate with the baby face after he wins. All Mm. that does, I know the point, but it's Mick Foley, Ron Simmons, Bret Hart. There's, the list goes on. I mean, to go back to the territories, you could see a lot of this happening. All that is saying is we want we ha- the fans might not be sure if they should be cheering for this moment. We got to send out every baby face in the world. Lex Luger, you got to send out every baby face of the world to ch- to celebrate with this guy. So every fan is crystal clear that this is a dude they should be cheering for. That's all it says. The heel version that Austin Theory got. Is a hilarious riff on it. What do you What do you think? Is theory Is theory a made man? Yeah, I mean, he took a he took a monster yeah. Stone Cold Stunner. He's been around Vince McMahon this entire time. Like, mm-hmm. good looking dude. He's only twenty three years old. Wow, like, twenty three. He's twenty three years Jeez. old. He is a kid. You feel me? So it's like, yeah, made guy is is yeah. is putting it lightly when it comes to theory. Um, I've always said he had like I always said he looks like if John Cena and Ricochet had a baby. Like that's who he looks like in the face, you know. Do you you mean literally he looks like that? Like literally, not like you know, skill wise. I just meant like in the face. Like he has the same sort of like John Cena build, but like has like the Rick. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And the uh, hair and the hair too, right? Like definitely the hair. But um, I think you know they've been. We talked in the beginning of this podcast about like the pendulum kind of swinging back to WWE about like you know just young and. Just the heat that they're kind of getting off of WrestleMania. They still got that WrestleMania glow on them. And, you know, if you would have told me that more people probably know who Austin Theory is now after WrestleMania mm-hmm. than before that knew, you know, if you were ranking like the the, the best 
or the most important or the most uh you know sought after 25 and under wrestlers right now before WrestleMania. How many names would you say before you got to Austin Theory? A couple. Probably right? about like, 20. Like 20. You Wait, how many like, how many what and under? What was like, the age bracket here? Uh 25 and under wrestling stars. There's only right? like just, 8 of them. There's no Oh no, <laughs> not, not I'm not just saying just WWE. I'm just saying everywhere. Okay, everywhere. I'm saying everywhere, right? Like you you would you probably say like Jungle Boy and MJF and and uh you know a bunch of like Wheeler Yuta and Lee and all these like darlings of AEW that well, you Rhea know, Ripley's probably on there. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, there's there, there's yeah, you're right. There's a lot of right. there's a lot of Carmelo people. Carmelo Hayes is on but there. Carmelo oh. Hayes, all those guys. But in the in the, in those months since then, Austin Theory's done nothing but have promos of Vince McMahon, uh, have a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, take a crazy stunner. He's in there with Pat McAfee also. And now he's a U.S. champion and he's taking selfies with Vince McMahon. Like, I'd much rather be that guy than, you know, a lot of folks that I probably would have named on that list uh, maybe two or three weeks before WrestleMania, you know? I was really more so surprised that it was Austin Theory who was chosen. Right? Like, in the (laughs) very beginning when all of this was happening, I was just like, okay, because we saw his his thing with Zelina and... um, Oh, oh, oh. uh, and the uh, Los Lotharios guy. Yeah, Los Lothar- oh, right, 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 yes. right. Yes. So yes. it was uh, all of them. And then he kind of was quickly kicked out of that. Went back to NXT afterwards, came back, and it was just like he was literally lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. So for and it was like rocket ship. Right. Oh so man, for, he was even in there with like Seth Rollins too for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He was he was a disciple. Small. Yeah. Yeah, he was a disciple. So for for him to just like be pinpointed by Vince. I mean, it's not lost on me that that's what he does because Vince did it to Drew McIntyre too, way back when right. Drew ended up getting fired, came back and then became champ, like ended up being champion. So it's not lost on me. I was just, I just would have thought it would have been somebody else before Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising, but I mean, he's, He's done a pretty good job, especially Got for a guy it. that's been so young, and he's kind of like aced the course or aced the test as far as like getting given an opportunity and not necessarily, you know, Drew McIntyreing it for lack of a better term, right? right. Like yeah. he's he's already kind of like put himself in a good position to where I don't know where we're gonna see him in the next couple of years, but like he's already got some. He's already. He's already got that stone cold moment. That's probably going to live forever. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like anything after that is just icing on the cake. I saw a lot of people say this, and I completely agree that the the problem. The, we, we keep saying Austin, by the way. His name's his name is Theory. He it's has theory no, he has no first theory. name. He has no first but name lot, now. But, but um, uh, the the WWE is making like a categorical error, which is that they they think that Austin Theory is the new John Cena, and in fact he's the new Randy Orton. That he should be. Mm. And that's how that's how they should be. You know, be planning. Everybody's different or whatever. And 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 Theory has a lot of character work going on that you know Randy Orton didn't get to for the first twenty years of his career almost. Right. But like, but you know, there's a certain there's a certain hateability factor that is going to take him a long way. That you know. We'll, we'll, the Randy I guess Orton we'll see comparison's how pretty spot on because like Randy Orton kind of had the same similar yeah. like weird start and then mm-hmm. like got an established dude to be like you're with us now mm-hmm. and like it kind of like carried him to some pretty early incredible moments like WrestleMania 20 like tag teaming with Batista and Ric Flair against like the Rock and Mankind and having that uh, no disqualification match with with Cactus Jack and like all of these like incredible moments before Randy Orton really became Randy Orton you feel me so. 
No, nah, that's and he was probably around the same age too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, he started. Like, yeah, so. And so, now we're celebrating him 20 years later this week. See, where, where's the time so go? Consistent too. <laughs> wow, yeah. Randy Orton week. How are you guys celebrating Randy Orton? Um, plain, I plan to kick someone in the head later. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Just I'm just blasting his the theme song. I have his theme song on my phone, so I'm just blasting it. Because I love it so much. It's a banger. It's a fire. It is. Yeah. It is. My favorite it's... Randy Orton is like him. My favorite like character development of probably any wrestler ever, right? Like just been just a sadistic, just evil dude for like 19 years. And then he meets <laughs> one weed smoking friend and is all of a sudden the <laughs> nicest, <laughs> most chill guy ever. And I'm Listen. like, that's, that's some character development for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> we would do it to you. We, we would call you all the way down, okay? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right, guys, we got to get out of here. But let's take a minute, ladies. And when, can you tell everybody that's listening about your show in case they've never heard it before, er, never listened before, because they need to know about it? OK, you want to take it, P? Uh, you go ahead, Chris. OK, so Those Wrestling Girls is hosted by myself, Krista B and Miss Queen PR. We started this wrestling podcast three years ago because we got a resurgence in Those Wrestling Girls. And I'm sorry, we got a resurgence in women's wrestling we was able to see them fight like they fight now and it just keeps getting better and better and better and we was just like why not put this on a podcast yeah why not talk about it no one is talking about it nobody's really sitting here focusing on what these women are doing and from there we ended up here on yeah, the Masked man podcast but crazy. you know you know with a lot of hard work dedication and basically begging brian no just kidding but um <laughs> No, we we take a lot of pride in what we do. We yeah. we were literally yesterday at the Battle Club Pro show, and everybody was walking up to us like you guys. Oh, are... you were telling me about this. Oh, you 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 got some people knew who you were. Yeah, great. Well, Every, Jabba, it's like Jabba everywhere tears, we go, it was like a family reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, see, I seen out Wally Mania, and obviously we we've ran into each other multiple times, and I can't you know from 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 wrestle rap days all the way to now. I can't be more prouder of y'all too and just seeing like how y'all have grown and okay. just having that brand and just being unapologetically like, yo, this is for women. This is probably more specifically for black women. And, you know, there's not a whole lot out there. And I always say like, if there's something you want to see out there, create it first and then see yeah. what happens next, you know? And that's kind of the way I always thought about the way I wanted to see professional wrestling. And it's, it's, uh, given me a pretty awesome life so far. So from, you know, just seeing how y'all two have done it and they continue to do it, I'm proud to have you guys on here. Thank you. And, uh, Thank you. you know, check out the podcast, man. Check yes, it out. It's incredible. You guys are awesome. Thank Total cosign. And and yeah, big, big, big shout out to our producer this week, Brian Waters, who is yes, uh, he's amazing. Who somehow went to his first WrestleMania working for The Ringer and knew 10 times more people than I did at WrestleMania. <laughs> Right. He knows everybody. Everybody. Brian also makes a guest appearance on my new show, The Book of Wrestling, this week. Uh, you guys should check it out. But there's a, there's, so it's about the whole show is about Austin 316, about the promo, about you know the the movement and everything else. And there's sort of a mystery box at the end where um, it turns out that a lot of the stories they tell us about the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, mania, about Austin 316, about the signs showing up. It's not. It's not actually true. No. Um, and Brian was right there sitting next to me as I started breaking my brain trying to figure this thing out. Anyway, check out the book of wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the attitude era. 
I've been working really hard on it. Brian's been working so even good. harder. And um, really good. We just did. So we did Austin three sixteen. That was last week, actually, right? The, today is today is an episode called "You Want a War." It's about Kane. It's about Hall and Nash going to WCW, and more importantly, about Fake Razor and Fake Diesel showing up in WWE. And next week, if everything goes according to plan, is Brian Pillman, and Pillman's got a gun. So Ooh, Pillman's got a gun. So good. Nice, nice, uh, nice. We're doing. We're, we're we're trying to take things in order. So thank you, Brian, for doing that. Thank you guys for listening. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Say less with Kaz, okay, and Rosie every Monday on my YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash/Kazim. You can catch me on MSGPM on MSG Networks. Uh, this Friday, I'll be taping a very special uh, show at the Twitter Spaces headquarters with uh, Burner Boy and an incredible cast of Nigerian. Uh, um, I guess I want to say influencers in the culture. Uh, that's also going to air on MSG Network in conjunction with his first show at the Garden. So please check that out if you got MSG, if you got Fubo or DirecTV, whatever the hell you got. Um, and uh, I think that is it for today. Yes. Thank you guys again for listening. Thanks to our producer, Brian Waters. You can hear me here. You can hear me on the press box. And like I said, you can hear me on the Book of Wrestling. Um, thank you to Chris and Patricia, those Wrestling Girls podcasts, for showing up today and for being the best co-host we could want. And we love you, Scott Hall. We'll see you back here next yes. week, Humanoids. Yes. Peace.